new transition and space tomatoes in a in a snowstorm. That's, that's yeah, obviously going to happen. Out. Right, right at the very beginning. <laughs> I knew we were in the Matrix. Just in time for the new transition. The, the new okay. transition. Thank you so much. Welcome, everybody. From uh, my name is Paul Bazooka One, Batman Shelley, your humble host and space bartender at the Astro Pub, your moderator here on the Captain's Table. The Captain's Table is a podcast, live cast, multiple different ways you can interact with this, uh, where I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to talk about Star Citizen week to week. Uh, let's, uh, get started with, um, a new, well, yeah, let's get started with a newer face here. Um, someone, this is your kind of goes to show you that all you got to really do is say, Hey, Paul, I want to come onto the captain's table and, you know, I'll, I'll usually just say, okay, what time? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Maverick two, three, four, uh, who are you? What do you do in star citizen and where can they find you? So. I don't really have a channel or anything like that that I can advertise for you. Um, if you are interested, Oberon Interstellar is the name of the organization that I'm a part mm -hmm. of. Um, a little bit of background about me. I've been a paramedic for five years. I've been a flight uh, flight paramedic, a flight nurse, an emergency medicine nurse, and I'm now currently also working as a nursing instructor. So the medical field is right up my alley. And I apologize if I start using terms that you don't understand. If I do, just bonk me on the head and tell me to slow down. We're, we're go I'm going to definitely lean on you in terms of some of the some of the questions about the current medical systems. Um, but Maverick specifically reached out and was like, "Hey, I want to come on the captain's table and talk about the new medical system." So we're gonna we're gonna lean on Maverick for that for this with this, with this profession <laughs> for that one. So, um, uh, but yeah, there we go. And uh, it's Oberon Interstellar. What is Oberon Interstellar? So originally we had decided that we were just going to be a trading organization and mm -hmm. all we were going to do was these huge trade fleets, basically like an, uh, a server event for the org. And mm -hmm. it was going to happen every other weekend or so. It wasn't going to be a daily thing. And mm -hmm. we were going to go around doing large margin trading and just trying to make as much profit as we can. Um, and then we kind of broke, we branched off and decided we were going to make some more divisions in our org so we can really touch into everything. Uh, if you're a pirate or a griefer, that is the one thing we don't do. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do delve into the gray market, uh, gray ethics side of things, smuggling, drug dealing, but no actual acts of piracy. Um, but we pretty much go into everything. Awesome. And it's, it's Oberon Corporation. Is that what it is? Oberon Interstellar. Oberon Interstellar. And, yeah. uh, the logo that I have in for the voice in the void on the stream is yes. our org logo. There we go. For the, and for those of you who are listening to the audio version, you're going to have to go watch the YouTube version to see, let's see the picture. <laughs> yes. Uh, next we've got, um, a face you, you know, you love and you've, you've, he's been on, the captain's table a lot. I've been on the lunch sequence podcast a lot, and we've both been on the info runners a lot. I feel yeah. like we're just trading podcasts at this point. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Space, Mr. Space Tomato, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? I am Space Tomato. Uh, I guess the easiest place to find me would be YouTube. You could just search for Space Tomato. Uh, but I also have a website, spacetomatogaming.com, which will point you towards anything. But yeah, I make videos about space or about Star Citizen. I uh, cover a few other games occasionally, but I'm mainly Star Citizen. 
based and I stream the game as well. And we have a, an org and a community on Discord where people are playing and talking and all that jazz. So, yeah, it, it's easiest to find me either here on Twitch or over on YouTube and then, you know, branch out from there if you want to. I'm glad to take you away from your valuable technical demo uh, time uh, with, with Halo Infinite. Um, <laughs> I haven't actually got to play yet. Um, so, you know, because I, I, I know that's the other one that you're just like, like me, you're, you're a big Halo fan. So it was one, one yeah. of those. Are you, of, are you in the technical? I'm not. Uh, I'm waiting for it to go to, to get released because I'd rather just kind of experience it when it's out. That's fair. So yeah, I get that. Uh, and I've, I've played, I've been playing Halo technical demos since they, they had those like two day demos they would do on like for Halo three when it was like yeah. a year away from it being launched. So yeah. I, I'm used to that sort of thing. I'm just like, ah, I'll wait this for it. This is a good one though, man. This is a good one. I'm having I've a lot heard, of fun with it, at least last time. I've heard some good things. It's very much yeah. more Halo in, than it has been in the past, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so topic for today, as I, as we talked about earlier, is going to be medical. All things medical, including we'll end up with talking a little bit about the regen system, the new the new regen respawn lore stuff. Um, but since especially since you're the last person to introduce yourself, let's get started with you. What are your okay. thoughts on just general thoughts, goods and bads on the medical system that we're going to be getting in three fifteen? I'm I'm very into it. I think it's a great first step. I think it's actually a good first sign of some of the stuff they've been saying about shipping things more complete and more in-depth. This was something that was probably something that they said was going to come in like 2018 at some point. And it's completely different from that. It's likely a lot better than they would have had planned back then. But also something that got delayed just, I think, from 314, right? Mm -hmm. Got delayed into 315. And just that delay probably helped it get much more fleshed out and, and just more solidified. Like there's a very good chance that if we had gotten it in 314, we wouldn't have gotten the multiple drugs, for instance. And I think that the fact that they were able to fit all of that into this first implementation of the medical system gives us just enough that it feels completely new and very fresh and different, but not so much that it's leaving people behind completely and jumping deeper into the death of a spaceman stuff. I think this is a great first step. But I also think people need to remember it's going to get a lot. It's going to change a lot more. People people seem very surprised by this, and it's not over. Is there anything that you look at it and go, they they might need to change that? But I just I don't like that in terms of gameplay mm. or realism or anything. I think anything that a lot of that stuff kind of I, I start to think of later in the conversation. So I'll probably come back to it. But definitely things surrounding the respawn system are probably going to have to be looked at pretty closely, especially as they start to get into the wider testing because they haven't, you know, they're just doing QA and even now just Evocati. Once it gets into the wider testing of PTU and live, they're going to start to see these edge cases, cases that probably mean they'll have to tweak some stuff here and there with the responding. I think that's where they would have some trouble, to be honest. Okay. Uh, Maverick, your thoughts currently on the system that's being implemented in 315, um, goods, bads, things you like, things you dislike? Um, I think that it's a good step for them. Obviously, it's something that they need to test out. I'm not too sure if it's the right time, uh, especially with all the bugs that they have going on. I know they still need to test it, and the bugs, you know, they do help them test this kind of thing. Um, but... I think it might be a bit too early. It might drive quite a few people away. Um, 
just because of how punishing it could end up being for them. Because uh, I can't tell you how many times I have been killed trying to go up a ramp on an MSR. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the common um, one. That's 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 the the rite of passage for all MSR owners. Is you run up to the oh, ramp, yeah. and you just die on the entrance. You just flop yep. over dead, or you get thrown away thirty meters. Oh yeah, I've you, been get, you just get heated by the wind for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've been splattered by trolleys. I mean, yeah. it's all sorts of things. Uh, so I think that might be a big issue for them, but the people who are dedicated to actually testing this, I I don't think it's going to be a problem. Okay. That's really the stuff that I don't like. Just as a realism standpoint, I, I do not like healing beams. I can't stand the concept of a healing beam. Yeah, it's going to get a lot of people. Um, uh, what, what What do you like about the system? I like the fact that they're going for an approach of multiple kind, multiple medications, things that do certain things that counteract, for example, other drugs. Um, I just want to point out, like, they've gone to say that a lot of the game loops tie into each other. And, for example, most of your engineering is going to start with mining. Mm-hmm. But medical is the one game loop that is going to tie into literally every single aspect of star citizen and i think that that by itself deserves a level of complexity that justifies the fact of how important it is i think they are going the right way with that okay so you you like the complexity and the the detail but you have some problems with the, the healing beams and maybe too, a little too, too uh, early? Uh, I think the big, the big issue right now is going to be the implementation uh, with all the life-ending bugs in-game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand they have to gamify things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that's my big, my big dislike is the healing beam. Okay. The I old uh, healing beam. I would much rather have to, like, come up to a patient, physically interact with them. Uh, I will say that I, I, I'm a fan of complex medical systems. Um, I see the, the healing beams as a, as a compromise, just because I also don't want, like, them to have to do bespoke animations for every way you could interact with somebody. Otherwise, it'll look like you're just stabbing someone in the crotch. Sometimes, when you're when you're when you're hitting them with the the med pens, the right med pens. The good so, old crotch healing. Yeah, uh, you know, twenty cc's of uh, uh, you know adrenaline straight to the dick. That's that's a great way of of, <laughs> of, of keeping someone from 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 dying from a heart attack. That sounds like a great idea. Um, yeah, hit him with the good, good juice. <laughs> <laughs> Morphine straight to the balls. That that'll that'll do great work for their. Yeah. For, for their that works wonders. <laughs> um, uh, but I I do like the system, and I can see where it gets more complex. The one concern I have isn't necessarily early on. I I feel like it may be a little early in some cases, but I also think that it's going to encourage players because of the down state, it's going to encourage players to buddy up more. So 
it'll be less of a, I'm, I walk through the MSR and just flop over dead and more like I walk through the MSR and flop over and my buddy walks over and just stabs me in the butt with a, with a healing pen and I get back up and go, oh, fuck, I broke my leg. Oh, let's go fix that later. Let's go do this first. So, um, I also, I think that people who are worried about the glitches that we encounter right now, especially ones like falling over or getting running into somebody and getting hurt, some of them do kill you. Some of them will just take you down until you're bleeding, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that both of those things will end up being lesser of a problem with the injury system. I think the ones that kill you might just give you a tier two injury. The ones that would normally put you into bleeding might give you a tier three injury. While that sucks and that could take some time, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to die from the glitches. Yeah, uh, but I, I can see some of the concerns, especially. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. I, th- I think we're going to um, I think part of it is um, we're going to have to see with the PTU where how those things how the everything works, because yeah. I can I can also see them. um you know, just like anything else, just like things like, like, like hover mode, they can easily just say it's too early. We'll pull it out. You know, I don't think they will, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. I, there's not enough details. I keep, I keep mentioning this whenever, uh, I think we talked about this last week, but specifically around the responding system, like I was saying, and also the injury system, like, like Maverick saying, there aren't really enough details to know exactly how it's going to work yet. Because like I said, it could be that you, you'll get those injuries and it won't, It'll be a little bit easier, but it could also be that we just die, (laughs) which does suck. And I do think it'll be annoying. I sympathize with the idea that it can feel a bit early. Mm -hmm. I would say, I would say if anything, maybe two, possibly three quarters early, because it'll be a lot nicer when we start to see the benefits of things like server meshing and stuff coming in. But, um, I think if, I think it feels generally about the right time. Mm -hmm. I, I will say what I don't like about it is um, the lack of complexity at times. Like, I like the idea of simple, like they have like, these drugs, like this is a muscle relaxant, this is a stimulant, this is a, um, a coagulant or whatever. Having these different things that'll do different thing, different specific mm-hmm. things that you need to know how they work. But I also kind of want the system to be complex. So uh, not super complex, but complex enough that a medic know someone who knows what they're doing as a medic is going to be the person who saves lives faster just because I want medics to be a legitimate job. And I feel like Mm -hmm. it's maybe a little too early because it doesn't seem like we're going to be even getting medical missions this patch. And did you see the Ivocati patch notes? I didn't see the Ivocati patch notes. If it's in the Ivocati patch notes, that's it's good. I, I haven't, but I haven't seen the Ivocati. I haven't read all of the okay. Ivocati patch. All notes, right, so. I won't spoil that for you. There you go. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Um, let's see what else was going to say. Oh yes. Uh, so then back to you, Maverick, on this one. Uh, going forward, we're going to be seeing you know medical gameplay develop in the next couple of uh, couple like th- this next year or so. Especially this next year, medical I think is going to be develop similar to like mining where we will start seeing it much like, like each patch grow a little bit uh, every pat every quarter. Um, what would you like to see in a year from now, Maverick, in terms of uh, the medical gameplay, like where would it, where it will be? So uh, a year from now, I would actually like to see um, 
obviously I, I do want to see a lot of the search and rescue stuff come in. Mm-hmm. I want that to be something that they, they work on because it seems like a type of mission with their current architecture that they could easily implement. They already have go pick this up, bring back missions. Mm-hmm. And they recently just had the, or they just talked about the adding the drop-off locations to the hospitals. And yeah. everything about that described the the home, traditional homeboy drop-off where your buddy gets shot, they drive up into the ambulance bay, throw them out in the bay bleeding out and don't tell anybody. Yeah. That's what I thought of when I read that. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to medical, one thing that I would really like to see them working on is their implementation of their respawn system. Okay. Uh, I think they have some things they need to figure out with that. Uh, definitely some stuff they need to clarify. But I think they're moving in the right direction. Uh, especially, it was interesting to see them take uh, the turn away from cl- straight cloning. Mm-hmm. So with with more sci-fi hand wavium to explain things rather than just straight trying to be as realistic as possible. Yeah, and the hand wavium helps gamify stuff but mm-hmm. at least they went back and you know put some lore behind it of it coming from the vandul rather mm-hmm. than just magically appearing yeah um i'll ask you a d- different question which i'm not gonna ask for space tomato um <laughs> which which because because of your expertise um okay. is there anything in star citizen you know star citizens often seen as this like a, an attempt at a simulation as at a life simulation and with your expertise in, in, you know, the medical field, is there anything you'd like to see replicated that you think would work well in the game? You know, because like often we'll hear people say, why don't they do fireman's carries instead of just dragging? Because if you're, you know, dragging, generally speaking, is fine for, I've heard people say, you know, combat folks to say, yeah, dragging works, you know, because you don't want to expose yourself in a combat zone. But it's like if I'm having to haul a dude across a burning desert i don't want to have to drag him the entire way can i fireman's carry is that is that something that would be realistic <laughs> or would that be something that's more like I, I my limited medical knowledge is is don't move a patient if they're hurt because you don't know if their head is messed and if their head is messed everything is fucked <laughs> so so um, i'll be perfectly honest in the past few years we've gotten away from that whole stabilization of their neck um, because chances are, if if they're if it's damaged, it's already damaged. You moving them around, or actually trying to put them into that inline position, is probably going to do more damage anyway. Or it's already happened, and you moving them around isn't going to affect. It. Okay. So quite a lot of like first responders, paramedics, uh, EMS agencies have moved away from that kind of stabilization. But to go back to the carrying thing, you can... would you would you like to see it in Star Citizen the carrying stuff or would it would you would you first? I would else? like to see that. And then there's okay. also other things um, like when you look at the plate carriers for the military, SWAT, police, anything, they have handles on those specifically to drag people or pick them up easier. So I think they could easily implement that kind of stuff into the armor sets. Okay. I think Sounds they, like a rework. 
Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, they got to work, rework all the all the armors, anyways, because yeah, they're. Boy. Um, um, but uh, let me see what else is there. Um, oh yeah, is there anything in your experience that you'd like to see replicated as well, just in in Star Citizen, from to make Star Citizen feel more authentic in 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 terms of your own medical uh, experience? Um. Yes. So I think that you touched on this a little bit earlier, how uh, the medics who actually know what they're doing and know the right treatments and stuff like that, that they're the ones that are actually going to either get them up in the, uh, get them up faster or prevent some sort of lasting damage mm -hmm. that say somebody who just put a bandaid on a bullet wound rather than applying a tourniquet. Um, I think there's this wonderful thing they have the that most nurses use. It's the Davis Drug Guide, mm -hmm. and it just lists every single possible medication that in the that they keep uh, track of, and you can get it on an app on your phone. And I think that if they could implement some kind of Rather than just having a UI blurb about what this does, you can have a drug guide for every possible thing in Star Citizen that they have, all the drugs that they want to use, anything they want to implement in the future, put it in this app that you can access on your Moby Glass. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be interesting, and it gives the people who actually want to go into the medical side of Star Citizen they can sit down and study this stuff or they can learn how it's done. And bringing me to another point of, I don't want the medical table, the like the respawn beds, the med tables or anything like that. I don't want them to say, I don't necessarily want them to tell you exactly what needs to be done to fix this patient. I would no. rather it be more along the lines of this is what's wrong with the patient and these yeah, are the types of treatments you can choose from. Yeah. Cause I know, I know and, they want to do auto docs where like they have like a screen and option where you just, you just push buttons and it, it the kind of the thing does it for you uh, for like for, yeah. for healing. But so what you're saying is something more like along the lines of like this patient has a broken leg. And then you have a list of options like put a cast on it, you know, inject them with nat nano machines, you know, um, uh, give them anti, um, uh, you know, drunk juice or whatever. Just like just a list of options you can choose from. And if you choose the wrong ones, or you just want to be funny and choose the choose something that will just do nothing but have crazy side effects, you can do so. But consequences sort of thing is that the kind of thing yes. you're trying to say? 100%. And I think they, they still need to have that auto-doc capability for the people who don't want to take part in this, but say their friend went down and mm -hmm. they have to fix them somehow, but they don't know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. Let the machine do it, but it's going to do it to the minimum level rather than fixing them up to full. their yeah full or as much capacity as is possible without actually going and getting like a, a tier th tier two or tier three injury completely repaired. Okay. All right. Um, would, there, would there be anything else that you, you'd be interested in, in terms of like with Star Citizen? Anything like 
that you see in the game right now, it can even be something that's like bonkers, like off the wall, something that, that, you know, would, um, would be authentic or realistic, but may not make sense in star citizen. Anything like that? Uh, I can't think anything. Eh. I can't really think of anything off the wall or bonkers, uh, like that. Is, I'd like to any... see some kind of like airway okay. management for Trump. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, like you have to decide if you're going to intubate a patient or something like that. I would, I would like to see some kind of airway management because as a medical professional in an emergent situation, uh, the first things you look at are airway. Is their airway patent? Are they breathing? And do they have cardiovascular function? And that goes over all your hemorrhages and stuff like that. And I think that's a very important aspect to care of a trauma patient, which for the most part in Star Citizen, all you're going to be seeing is trauma patients. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all it is. I mean, I still think you're going to, like, I think CIG, oh, we'll do it this way. Would you be okay with things like, um, like gangrene or, or uh, infections or those sorts of things settling in or, or, or diseases or uh, like Alien viruses parasites. Or parasites and stuff like that? Would that be something Fakers. that would... Or, or is that something that would be more, you think that's more of a extraneous, extraneous thing that, that kind of would take away from the fun? Mm, I don't think it would necessarily take away the fun, but I think it could be used as one of those negative results of either choosing the wrong options to, te to treat the patient or just having the auto-doc do it. Okay. Um, and I know they've also talked about when they went into like the humanitarian stuff mm -hmm. that there might be viral outbreaks and stuff like that on other planets dealing with NPCs. So you could go into the medical side as well, but a vast majority of your stuff is going to be that players are going, the average player is going to experience is going to be pure trauma. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, it, would there... Think, think, uh, this this will, will kind of kind of ask for both of you on this one. Um, so your thoughts, Maverick, on this? We had we had this conversation last time a little bit. How would you like to see medical missions work in terms of like how players would get medical missions? Hmm. Um. I think that they could easily do something implementing the reputation system okay. um <laughs> make it licensing like you real world you have licensing for different kind of professions yeah. or different levels of your scope of practice yeah so like you say and, you're a paramedic for those who who may not i don't know if they use the same system in europe or, or around the world as the united states because you're in us or canada uh, US, based yes. us so so you like, 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 what does it take to be a paramedic? Because a lot of people may not know that a paramedic is a different from just a medic and or from other from other things. So, on average, it takes a two year degree to become a paramedic. They, the difference between an EMT, just an emergency medical technician, and a paramedic is their level of invasiveness in their scope of practice. So, 
an EMT can do things like take blood pressures, give uh, stuff like oral glucose for a diabetic. Mm. But a paramedic can start IVs, they can intubate patients, they can give cardiac drugs, all the defibrillate, all that kind of stuff. They can do very invasive procedures, including things like surgical airways, chest tubes, stuff like that. So it takes about two years on average for an uh, associate's degree mm -hmm. to become a paramedic. And everybody's licensed through a national board. Um, and I'm also a nurse too. So, and that can take anywhere from two to three years or two to four years. And there's to, time in, in the ER, right? You have to spend to do, get your paramedics license. You have to, you have to spend uh, yes. some ER time. Uh, just like um, nursing, when you go through nursing school, you do clinicals, you go to different units in the hospital, do stuff like that. The paramedics are relatively the same. You do a lot of stuff in the ER and then you go out and ride on the ambulance with other acting or active paramedics. Um, but back to the reputation system, nothing yeah. that complex. Nothing that complex. Okay. Um, so that's, but, but, you, but, you, but you're saying something in similar in the sense that like, there should be maybe like a, a rating so, system. Like you need to be able to game, get that experience in gamified. Yes. So like gamify it a little bit. So, you can uh, you can take missions for mm. basically higher acuity patients the more you do and the more you successfully treat those patients or return them to the hospital and so on you can you you can get higher acuity patients what does that mean by the way uh, okay uh acuity is like life-threatening so higher acuity is high more life-threatening yeah, it's like, so it's more dangerous or, or worse conditions. Yeah. Or, okay. Like, you might be, you might have to pick up a patient, say, for your first mission that you ever take, uh, they fell down and broke their ankles, and now they can't move. Mm -hmm. And you go pick them up, stabilize them, get them in the hospital. And once you start building up that reputation, your next patient might, you get a, might be one that has multiple gunshot wounds to the chest and you know they've got compromised airway they need a lot of stabilization and hands-on stuff before you can even think about transporting them to the hospital because if you don't do that kind of stuff first they're gonna die on you on the way there okay so it's just so i like think they could uh, just just for, for confirmation so something like they do with the the bounty hunting system where like you know bounty hunting one is just like a mustang whereas like the cs like five bounties are like taken on hammerheads and multiple other ships so like you know a medical system one is old lady fell down and broke her hip go pick her up and uh whereas like medical mission five is you're you're extracting someone out from actively being shot at, you know, and trying to get into the hospital, the multiple gunshot wounds and head trauma. And you're sitting there trying to like keep everything together while getting into the, to, to the, to the hospital sort of thing. Yes. And even things like once you get to those max levels, you might have missions to go and handle a mass casualty incident. Like there's a bunch of NPCs that like triaging are, like you have, yeah. you have like, like battlefield triage stuff. Okay. 
I think it could they could do some really interesting stuff with the reputation system with that. And I, I would really imagine it working the same way as on the beacon system. Mm -hmm. uh, for players in particular, it would probably work on the beacon system. And they could either set their own reputation as they can now, or it just automatically sets a reputation based on your injuries. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Space Tomato, your, your thoughts. Where would you like to see in a year, and how would you like to see medical missions work? Well, the how it sounds like they're going to do it for now is it's going to be you go down, you can press a button, it spawns a medical beacon. I'm assuming that ties into the to the already existing system we have, which has some sort of a rating system. I've never really used it. I don't think many people pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's a good, like, first step towards how, how these medical systems should be. I do think, like Maverick was saying, they should be linked into the reputation system somehow. I also think that they should likely be formatted like other professions in that well, let's, let's say that medical as a profession, again, like Maverick was saying, is something that everybody's going to have to do. So it should be easy and outside of the other professions in that sense. But as a profession overall for everybody else, I think it should be kind of formatted in the same way, in the sense that when you go to a system, I think this is how they're going to do it. You have your reputation. Let's say you have your reputation with Crusader. You have your reputation with the UEE. If both of those reputations are below a certain threshold, you don't get medical missions, right? Or at least you don't get player medical missions. If the Stanton one is above, but the UEE one is below, you still don't get them because UEE technically is still the boss mm. overall in the territory, at least as far as I'm aware. Um, and I think that they should make you go and get certifications. The same as bounty hunting, you can get a certification as a medic in that area to be able to go and help NPCs. Then you can get a different certification to help players. And I think that over time, the mission should be broken up based on what they are. Kind of like what you were saying. You should be able to say, hey, I'm interested in medical gameplay, but only in the crafting part, only in creating drugs. So that should be a subset of medical that people can choose to not get into combat. Whereas you should also have like combat medic missions, people who have to go out into firefights and help people. I think that'd be a great way to do it to, to kind of separate that stuff. I don't think that'll happen in a year. I'm hoping that at the very least in the year, we just have it integrated into the overall mission system rather than just being a beacon, but who knows? Okay. Uh, any, any other things about a year? Like where, where would you like to see medical as a whole a year from now? Like Nick citizen as now? a whole, I don't think like, I definitely don't want to see the overall death of a spaceman in the game yet or anything like that. I think I would probably want to see a higher, a, a higher amount of drugs for sure and the more complexity I, I i definitely want to see it more integrated into missions and into narrative gameplay we have a lot of gameplay avenues they don't really get linked together that much i what i really want to see from medical gameplay is them actually interweaving it into the rest of the game because we've only really gotten that with cargo mm -hmm. really so far and I guess combat, but I'd like to see medical start to pop up in different missions here and there and things that you have to do that make what we were already doing better. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with, with pretty much what all are saying. 
uh, we had, we had the conversation last week, which was about about like how the medical missions would work, and and in my mind, it was always just do what the what the beacons system works right now, or in terms of the the, the bounty hunting mission systems work for 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 certification. You know, no one's going to want to work with you if you're not UEE certified and have player rescues. Because that was the big thing was like, what do you do with player rescues? Because in theory, I could take a player rescue, go down and then just fuck with the dude rather yeah. than heal them. Like, I'll get you up to yeah. so that you're not dying, but I ain't going to get you up moving. I'm just going to sit there and taunt you in VoIP or, or, or you know, uh, teabag you or take your stuff or, you know knock you out and then revive you like those sorts of things how do you deal with yeah. those kinds of tr those types of trolling and i think the repu making it reputation based and having that reputation ba be based off of your previous actions so you don't you don't even get those missions unless you're having a certain reputation or you have a certain certification kind of like how player uh bounties you can't get until you've reached a certain reputation with the bounty hunters guild they doesn't they don't even spawn so uh i think something like that would work you do get into kind of a complication with the details, though, when you start talking about, okay, so once you're into player rescue missions, suddenly you have to, they have to somehow decide how you're going to get reputation. Like, is that going to be based off of another player reviewing you? Is it going to be based off of the mission completes? Because what if they do troll you, but in the end they get you up and they bring you to where you need to be? And then the game is like, oh, mission complete, 100% reputation. You can do it by time, you know, I time. Could be time. I just thought of this while you were talking about it. I think a good way that they could track your increase in reputation uh, is some kind of statistic on how you take it. So you have a statistic on how many missions you've taken and then never actually found or been near the patient that you were supposed to find. Mm -hmm. And then how many have you successfully stabilized? How many have died in your care? And how many have you actually gotten to a hospital? Yeah, mm. they track those stats already. We already know that yeah. like they track like how many players have abandoned them, how close they've gotten. So they they have those stats. Yeah. I could also you could also see it as a system of how well was the patient treated. If you're sitting there going to that location, knocking them out, then reviving them, and knocking them out, then reviving them, and eventually getting to a hospital, then the the stats will show that this you know, and I'm sure at least it's the 30th century, so you know a little a little a little. Um, creative energy but like a doctor at a hospital would look at it and be like why does this patient have multiple concussions when they you know broke their ankle um yeah <laughs> uh uh yeah the ride so, was rough yeah <laughs> even then like, that could that, that's like like you're just yeah, a terrible paramedic yeah, yeah you shouldn't be, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that them. it could easily add something to where the moby glass tracks your stat your health status of your patient yeah. and they compare it to how they were when they were first treated by yeah. the responding person. Yeah. Or, or the, the first, like the, 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 when the beacon went out, because I'm sure your medical, your, your, the, the suits on a player will track their medical health statuses, at least in some way, shape or form that you could then access at a hospital. Yeah. That's more of like a background stuff, but it's, it's, I, I don't think it would be impossible. And I think, the reputation, like you shouldn't even be able to get a player um, rescue beacon until you reach a certain level of NPC rescue. Right, and then, agreed. You know, 
So, so, that, so that that gates it behind, so you don't have people who are just going to be trolling it. But it's still, if if someone's on global chat, like, dude, I broke my both my legs jumping off a cliff. Can someone please help me? You can still run down there and heal somebody and that kind of thing. That doesn't prevent that from happening. So, and this off of just something I saw in comments earlier. This is talking about actual missions to do yeah. medical stuff for companies. If you wanted to be a medic and just do do medical stuff in the verse, I don't think there's, I don't think anybody here is saying there should be a restriction on that. That's, yeah. you know, free game. Go heal somebody. Yeah. Shoot them with a mining or a <laughs> healing We're talking about, we're talking about making money with your Cutlass Red, you know, or your Apollo or, or you know, your Carrick. Like, we're talking about, like, how do you make money in-game as a medic, as an occupation, rather than just being as a, um, I'm not good with a gun. I'll make sure you don't die kind of, kind of uh, you know, gameplay. Though like, you can all play together. Go ahead, I, I do want to clarify something that I saw in chat earlier, too. Um I'm not advocating for making a complex system so, so or making something so complex that you need a real world degree <laughs> to be able to do it. Um, yeah. You, it does need to be gamified at that. What I'm saying, it needs to be gamified at that base level where mm. you can still progress into the game. But then those people who want to go into that field they should have to put in more work to be good at that. Like you have to put in practice and everything you're, you know, your mining consumables and now the new mining gadgets, as well as mm -hmm. your active consume or your passive uh, modules. You have to know how all that stuff interacts and research it. And you can become really good at mining just by learning more about it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how yeah. bounty missions work already. You can yeah. go and do, you can, you can get criminals if you'd like to without ever taking a bounty mission. Yeah. So you, you don't have to, you know, go into, go in depth to enjoy the, uh, the stuff. They just need to build it out in a way that people, cause like, imagine if they made it super simple five years from now, people are trying to still get fun out of the, out of being a medic. You're just like, yeah. okay, yeah. they gotta, I, I, they gotta make it scalable. I'm I'm a big fan of the of the depth, adding depth and complexity. Where it's like like because I don't I don't I don't think you're advocating for 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 like an actual license. I think what you're advocating for is just time and game. Which is like anybody who's ever played an MMO knows that if you want a healer, you want a healer who knows what the fuck they're doing. Because if they're not they don't know what they're doing, then it's just gonna end up bad. Like you're just gonna get a TPKs all over the place if you hit in the wrong place, they're hitting the wrong heals, the wrong time or whatever. Um, and that works the same way with Star Citizen. It should work the same way in Star Citizen, where uh, someone with a medical gun should be able to go, uh, I'm hitting you with that, laser, that, that, that feel-good juice to make you not die, which is okay, versus somebody who's like, I've got to do a battlefield triage because, you know, Jenkins decided to get his leg blown off, and, you know, Johnny over there is missing an arm. And and, um, uh, and and Patrick's decided that he was going to get drunk before the mission and now has a concussion. Now I got to figure out who I'm going to treat first so that they don't die. Dra who do I drag back to the Cutlass Red and who, uh, you know, all that, that sort of thing. That kind of gameplay needs to have some depth. It needs to have yeah. some complexity yeah. to it. It does. Yeah. Um, you know, there's got to be there's got to be levels of gameplay that other that certain groups of the player base hate, absolutely hate. Because if yeah. they want to make this a game where everybody's working together to get things done, if everybody likes to do everything, nobody's going to pick up the job that somebody else doesn't want to do. Yeah. So there's got to be medical gameplay that's too complex for everyone to know so that the people who put the time into learning it actually have jobs to yeah. do that are valuable. And, and, then, and none of us are saying that you need IRL knowledge. 
right. the, the game, all, yeah. all the knowledge yeah. should be accessible in the game, which is why they have the medical scanners. But yeah. like, that's the difference is like somebody who knows what a drug does takes one look at somebody, sees their leg and goes, you have a contusion on your, on your, on your bone. I know how that, how that, or whatever, you know, I know how, what drug to use right off the bat. I don't even have to scan you. I can just hit you with that thing right away. And I save myself time versus somebody who has yeah. to pull up a scanner scan and go, Oh, that's what that is. And then mm -hmm. go that process. That's like they said, how uh, exploration is going to work. You recognize yeah. the, the, the signatures. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like, oh, so I know what that 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 modulation is because I've seen those modulations before. I know that that's those are the engines of a of a Carrick versus that's an engine of a of a Reclaimer or a, a Buccaneer. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. And I, I guess I, it can help. And to, you know, it is a game, but having some ex having some experience in those areas. I think this should give you an advantage. I mean, the game should make enough sense that that gives you an advantage, right? If you yeah. know how aircraft works, you should be able to say, hey, I know which spaceship is going to fly the best in the atmosphere. So that's what I'm going to fly because I like that. If you know how, uh, if you're an engineer per, or maybe like an electrical engineer, maybe you'll know a little bit more about how you can work with the, the relays in the engineering game, but it work better. I think yeah. if you have a medical background, you should probably get some sort of, not an advantage per se, but just insight into helping yeah. yourself with the profession it, it should yeah. it should flow naturally because like you don't really need to have you don't need to be a paramedic you, you know you, you can just take a red cross first aid class and you can learn a lot of the stuff about airway breathing and uh you know uh, just taking a cpr class you you'll probably know a little bit about uh, about medical realities of trying to save someone's life or to deal with with, with trauma um and so like even that would probably be good if you go I know the difference between a broken bone and a lacer and a lacerated, you know, uh, and, and a, uh, a cut. Okay. You know, or, or you know, the, the different, you know, I know the difference between a heart attack and a panic attack. Um, that that's shouldn't be, a uh, necessarily, a you know, Oh, you have to know those with the differences IRL, but you know, knowing the difference in terms of the symptoms IRL, should map generally onto what the game is going to be doing. So if, as long as you know what you're doing in game, as long as the game also has means of telling you, Hey, this person needs to like have this drug injected to them so that they can calm down versus, you know, you just knowing that that's the drug it needs is, is a difference. I don't know. I think that, yeah. that, that makes sense. I, I actually just thought of a better way of explaining what I was trying to say earlier. Um, mm -hmm. You, the scanner and stuff, I do think that it should tell you what is wrong with the patient yeah. and it should tell you how to stabilize this patient and do mm -hmm. nothing more than stabilize this patient because that's the, that's the quick down dirty. I want to get my friend back up. So we aren't mm -hmm. stuck here waiting for somebody to come fix him. Mm -hmm. But the actual people who are trying to learn more about this gameplay loop going into de depth studying the complexity of it should be able to look at a patient see how they're presenting their signs and symptoms like what's going on and start the process of doing things that aren't just stabilizing the patient but also possibly reversing their condition yeah um, I, i'd like to i'd like to say something because you this is the second time you've said this, Maverick, and I don't know if you've seen the Avocati patch notes. Paul, you said you haven't yet, but they actually describe 
the um is it can i say this is this yeah, a, it's fine I don't okay care. Um, <laughs> they they describe the pens by the type of injury they heal yeah. so it's possible that they're looking they're looking for people to start to try and identify these drugs by what symptoms they should be using them for so maybe they're trying mm. to set that up a little bit like you're saying i i would thoroughly enjoy that uh because it going back to what i was saying earlier about the the drug guide app that almost mm -hmm. every nurse uses now it doesn't tell you like every possible thing that it can be used for it gives you some indications of this is what this drug might be used for and that's it that's all it tells you it doesn't give you the signs and symptoms of everything that that drug can tr uh, be used to treat mm -hmm. it just tells you this is what it's been used for in the past and it mm. also tells you things like this is you, you should avoid giving it to this type of patient something somebody who has for lack of better terms very low blood, blood pressure it mm. will tell you do not give this to some of these patients yeah and i think they might they need to add some of that kind of stuff yeah um I I, I'm, I'm going to say I, I completely agree with you because one of the things that as long as it, I, I think that as long as there is some way of accessing this information or some way of automating it, but in because this is the thing, this is this is Star Citizen 101. CIG from the very beginning has said, or Chris Roberts has said from the very beginning, he would like to make the game sim enough so that someone who wants to experience the sim can experience it, but also automated enough so that it's the, the people don't have to experience the sim. But those people mm -hmm. who are good at a startup sequence can, can just go flick, 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 because I know my ship. I can get in and fly away, whereas somebody else who's maybe new to the ship, they hit the automated start sequence and start slower. Now I've got a, you know, 10, 15 second head start, you know, th that kind of thing. So like an auto dock will repair. Hey, you've got a broken bone. You go, all right, auto repair. And the auto dock will then go through a full scanning sequence and it'll take your blood pressure and it'll take your heart rate and it'll look at your eyes and it'll check your blood for any kind of other drugs. And it's doing the full sequence to make sure that nothing else is wrong. And then it goes, oh, you just have a broken leg. We'll fix your leg. Whereas it, a player can go, you have a broken leg here. Let me put a cast on it. You're done. Goodbye. You know, th that, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, you know, where you can either say auto doc, auto heal, or you can say, I know this patient has a broken leg. Administer, you know, the nano, the nanites to, to, to repair their, their, their legs and then they can mm -hmm. go, you know. It's definitely a deeper conversation to be had about that across the whole game. Yeah. Because they, yeah. I, I think they focus a lot on trying to be like, okay, so you're either going to be paying or you're going to be waiting, right? When it comes to things like loading your cargo, um, quantum drives paying obviously for for the higher quality drives stuff like that like mm -hmm. i i can imagine or i at least hope that they try to work that into some of the gameplay loops as well and it's going to be polarizing too because a lot of people they want to get rewarded for the effort they put in because that's really nice and that's a lot of what star citizen is based on but a lot of people also want to be able to just play and not like get get everything the game has to offer without needing to work towards it not to make mm -hmm. them sound bad that does make people sound bad <laughs> but i mean like they want to be able to experience everything that the game has to offer without pouring in you know more time Hours. than they have yeah and you know. there's like that's two sides you know there's two sides of how you want to make a game that's that's a tough balance to meet yeah yeah i i think that the skill is always uh, the balance for that is you can 
as someone who wants to experience bounty hunting, who's going to be a terrible bounty hunter can still experience bounty hunting at a low level. You know, mm-hmm. go go pick up this petty thief off the uh, the the you know streets of uh, Area 18. There you go. Now you've got the experience of being a bounty hunter. Good job. And you can keep doing that. But yeah. unless you want to start tracking down, you know, pirate lords and having to go through the whole loop of that, that sort of thing, you're not going to ever really experience anything other than that. But if a, mm-hmm. a bounty hunter really wants to get good at that, they can get good at that. And the same thing with, yeah. I think, should, should apply to medical, it should apply to trading, it should apply to hauling, it should apply to mining and um, just, just, just overall in general. Everything in it the should, game should yeah. have that sort, yeah. of, that sort of complexity. And people um, think that everybody's calling for the complexity are saying... Give us complexity, take away that simplicity. I, I think everybody agrees, have the simplistic gameplay that people can enjoy, also have complex gameplay that challenges the freaking no-life people like us <laughs> to, <laughs> to keep on ceilings. learning more of the game. Yeah, to raise you the want high ceilings. skill ceilings. Yeah, you want, yeah. You want yeah. easy to easy to easy to play, difficult to master, you know? Right. Yes. So have that simplicity for the that keeps people's games from coming to a grinding halt. Yeah. Yeah. Basically make it the CSGO of MMOs. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Um, complexity, not just tedious. Yes, that's a good, good way of putting it. Complexity, not tedious. Um, mm-hmm. Engaging. Thank you. That's what I was saying earlier. <laughs> Immersive. En- engaging experience. I've, I, am, I, am, I am a proponent that not all games have to be fun, but all games have to be engaging in some way. Fun is yeah. important, but engagement is almost equally as important. I, you were talking, was that, that last week you were talking about that? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's one like thing that. when, like, healthcare professionals, when we're dealing with a real critical patient and there's a lot going on, it's not fun to us. It no. is very much engaging because we have to think about what's happening. And that is one of the things that they're trying to get some complexity into the medical field. Mm-hmm. The medical field has its complexity involves using your brain, mm-hmm. not using gadgets or anything like that. That the medical field is all about critical thinking. And that isn't really something that you can force players to get into game, but you can give them the resources in game like the multiple drug choices the multiple treatment options mm-hmm. that allows them to have that critical thinking aspect of healthcare yeah uh, a puzzle you know it's, yeah. it's a riddle you have to answer you have to figure out what the right answer is and you've got 15 different answers you can answer yeah you know and when you start getting into going away from just dude broke his leg to um i don't know how you got into this hospital uh <laughs> yeah <I'm, laughs> I don't know if they're, they, we should name 15 different diseases after you and, and I don't know where to begin with kind of, kind of situation. I've, I've, I have successfully reattached every part of a human body now. Uh, I should be given an award, award sort, of, sort of situations. That should be challenging. That should be something that a player should strive to achieve and it shouldn't be handed to them. And, uh, and it should require some skill. It should require some effort. It should require some knowledge. Um, and I think that knowledge should be able to be gained in game. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough, Maverick, what you were saying about it being sort of forcing people to think more, use their brain more instead of just kind of relying on tech. I feel like medical kind of introduces this concept of everybody needing to, and this is probably going to annoy people 
as we keep moving along, but everybody <laughs> needing to constantly think about medical and 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 use their brain more really when when you think about going out in star citizen uh yeah. medical gameplay honestly seems like as much an addition to people who don't want to get involved like just to give them new challenges and deterrence as the people who do want to do it which i think is really funny because yeah. that's that's and, why it makes so many people scared and just like i said earlier how you know for certain that the mining profession ties into the construction profession for the pioneer or the engineering profession for people who own the Vulcan or the crucible. Mm. Yeah. Medical yeah. doesn't just tie into certain ones. It ties into every single aspect of star citizen. I do hope we start to see more ships with medical beds on them. Or at least oh, don't even get me started about the medical beds. I, yeah. I, I still think we need portable medical beds. I think we need portable tier three, something that you can you can mm. just put up in a in a in a bay, because like a little tent. I can, well, I mean, like like just like a, a a bed that's like a box that you can you click butt button and it and it expands out. It, something okay, that's a yeah. tier three, something um, so that you know it may not have as much uh, feel good heel juice as say like the Cutlass Reds beds because they're they're bespoke for that that bed. But, like, you can't imagine in this universe that there aren't mass casualty incidents on the daily somewhere. That oh, yeah. some freelancer hasn't had to transport 17 patients in critical condition to the nearest <laughs> hospital. Because yeah. it's the only thing in, in the in, in they have, you know. Um, hey, yeah. And so having, having something you can just, like, pop up, like a stretcher or something that's just like, hey, this is going to stabilize this person for about two hours, get them the fuck to the hospital, I mean, would make sense. So like so, even a cryopod. Which, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure you probably haven't seen pictures of it, but they have, in real life today, stretchers that have every single piece of stabilization equipment you could possibly have crammed onto a single stretcher, and the patient fits underneath, like, this metal frame mm -hmm. that goes over them, and then everything from, like, their ventilator to their IV pumps, all that kind of stuff is just strapped to these stretchers hmm. i mean i i've heard about the it's the, a mess of tubing and you know a bunch of things that you're going to get confused and probably do something wrong but uh -huh. but it works yeah I, I've, I've heard about the um the fun thing that I, the funny funny thing i've heard is that there's something that looks almost exactly like star citizen's medical gun that was recently which i'm sure cig just like we're using oh as a reference that oh boy was used that that actually was it's been recently patented that essentially uses something like silk something the equivalent of spider silk to form a barrier over a wound so you essentially just take like a gun and you just kind of spray it's like a spray almost that you spray on a, on a on a um, on a wound and it just when it hardens it becomes like a second skin and then when um the the wound heals up enough you can just it'll just peel off because the the, the adhesive will get like weaker over time Paul, are you telling me there's a real-life medical gun? There is a real-life medical gun. Look it up. It, it was just crappy gameplay and gameplay designers, to be honest. <laughs> All they could do was come up with a gun? Come on. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know how well it's... It, it basically is, I'm guessing, DARPA... Silly funded. string bandage. Yeah, it's a silly string bandage. It's basically what it is. Um... <laughs> I'm assuming that it's 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 used for like medical situations, it, like in remote areas or for the military, where you're like, you fell down and you busted your knee on a rock, and it's you know not life threatening, but you gotta have to patch it up. And having 
uh, sitting there and wrapping an ace bandage around that thing for, you know, or, or wrapping gauze over that thing for an mm-hmm. hour is going to be disappointing. So you just pull out the gun and just, I'm spraying it, and then mm-hmm. you just walk away kind of thing. It's like so. a little outside of the realm of duct tape. Yes. So you got to get that extra, little extra bit of stickiness. Yeah, but it's 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 more flexible, so you don't have to like it doesn't like remove your ability to move around. I think that's what the the whole purpose of it. I've I've seen a couple of it was posted on Star the Star Citizen Reddit a couple of times where people were like, "This looks exactly like the medical gun." Did CIG just <laughs> copy the medical this 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 medical device from from it? So I uh, do also going back to the initial stabilization of a patient. I, I do think they need to add things that you can do if you don't have medical tools mm-hmm. like if your buddy gets shot and you don't have medical tools because you're you were you were stupid and didn't bring anything mm-hmm. um you need to be able to with your hands or something do something to apply pressure on a patient mm-hmm. that's bleeding out because you don't have anything else that could stop it or you know, they could easily do yeah, <laughs> we'll just shoot it again with an energy weapon. Just cut it off. Um, Cauterize wound. <laughs> it'd be really easy for them to do a generic CPR mm-hmm. uh, animation that they could fit for almost all of the players' models. I, I think. Um, I think there's definitely something they could do for uh, something that would be something to the effect of like. I'm going to keep you alive. And so like you, you look at a, you look at somebody and one of the options is put pressure on the wound and it's just, yeah. Like you have to mm-hmm. be there. You have to stay. Yeah. There yeah. It's a stay there. You can't do anything. And it may just be a generic, like I'm holding, I'm pushing. I'm like, I'm, I'm holding your leg, even though you've been shot in the arm. But that's the only problem I have is like, it's like, you'd have to do some bespoke animations, yeah. but, yeah. or it could it just isn't... be like, a, like a diagnostic tool, something that you, you like, you, you look, you, you're looking at somebody who's prone and you go, it goes, Oh, put pressure on the wound. And you just like pull open like their mobile glass and you start just tapping some buttons and then it works as like an automated compress that will just kind of put pressure or something like that. Some hand wavy way of, do- of getting yeah. around that. So, I, so that way, that way you, you're, you're not dying, but you've now taken somebody else out of the fight until you can get a medic up there. So, yeah. And I, I personally think that they, people shouldn't be, especially groups should not be punished for going out and forgetting a medical tool or mm-hmm. something. Because um, that does bring you to that grinding halt of now we have to wait for somebody to get here to actually fix this person. And while we can't do anything, they're continuing to die and their condition is getting worse and worse. Yeah. Which might have more lasting effects for that person. Now, granted, if you're going out by yourself to go clear a cave of like 30 pirates and you don't bring a bed gun or you, your own kind of stabilization equipment, no, you, you probably deserve to bleed out. You're going out by yourself to fight 30 pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that's you got to have that planning. Yeah, it's that balance. I mean, the thing is, is that because they're doing a medical attachment for the multi-tool, I almost want to say you Everyone should be bringing a multi-tool wherever you go. You're in I space. mean, to be honest, it's the med pens. Yeah, right? the med pens too. We should but, always I mean, have a med pen, no? Yeah, but the med pens, yeah, and the med, there's, they also do a different thing between health and, and um, HP, right? It's something, it's some sort of, like, combination where, like, you have... Yeah, limb health and then soft, overall. 
yeah, you have soft HP and you have hard HP and you actually have three medical, like, like we're going to go transition to the regen stuff real quickly because I'll, I'll go over this real quickly in this medical system that exists. There are three States. One of the States isn't in the game yet. The three States are your soft HP, which is your essential. Can I, am I walking around and, and you know, the, the kind of thing we see now your hard HP, which is the health of your, like, your bones or your limbs or like the, the, the various injury statuses that you can get from taking damage. And then the third status is the, um, the regen number, which determines how many like regens you have left before you have to roll a new character. That last one doesn't exist yet. It's just in lore, but it's obvious that it's going to be like the, the indicator that you have for, Oh, I got like six lives left. You know, I better yeah. be a little bit more careful. And you'll so, actually be able to add them back. Somehow. Yes. If somehow. Yeah. Um, so with the, the, so, so with that, that system, you may not even need the drugs to get you running. If you just fell down and broke your leg, you may just need a med, a medipen and then you've got a broken leg, but you can walk on it. You know, it probably hurts like hell. <laughs> it's probably going to make you like, very <laughs> slow, but you can mean. still walk on it. You can get you can get you to a hospital. You're not going to be dead, but um, the uh, if you if you're not bringing like a medical gun or like a multi attachment for the multi tool or something like that, and you're going into combat, you're an idiot. <laughs> be make sure you're planning uh, ahead of time. Bring a medic if you're going to get shot at. Um, I think that's, that's the way. And since the multi-tool has that ability to like kind of a light medical gun where it can be used as like for specific drugs to be, to be used rather than just well, don't forget individual. all of those drugs come with their own pens too. Yes. They also, so come I think with it should pens. be good with, even without a, a multi-tool, it won't obviously be as nice or easy to use, but I think you can be okay if you just have, you know, all of the medi pens you need. Yeah. And you also got to remember with the implementation of inventory now, Mm -hmm. you're only going to be able to use what's on you and your buddies, especially if you're away from your ship. Backpacks. Yeah, backpacks, backpacks going to be huge well. now. Got to get that Argo backpack. And they're going to have so many backpacks. Every armor that comes mm -hmm. into the game is going to have a backpack now. That's huge. Well, not just that. Backpacks can be swappable to different armors. Yeah, yeah they so can like, be moved around. If you have a backpack that's a heavy backpack, I think it can only be used on heavy armor but it could also, but like a light, a light backpack could be used on a light armor, medium armor, or heavy armor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it doesn't matter what armor you're using. You just slide it onto that pack. So I, I, I'm wondering what the reasoning is for that. Besides the idea that they could just say like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I want to, I want to hear what the lore is behind that. Can maybe light armor just not support the weight of a medium backpack? Yeah, I think so. I think it just doesn't have the attachment points, the proper attachment points. I'm sure it's mm -hmm. just like a like a standardized system of attachment points that they use um, for uh, like like um, gun modern uh, rifles. You know, mo most modern like AR platforms have a standardized rail system, and, and if I, I I don't want to. This is out of my expertise, this part, but I think that rail system is is like a NATO rail system or something like that, where it often can mm -hmm. be used in other platforms. So you and that rail system works to slot slot on any kind of attachment you really want to. Um, <laughs> you would. Oh, you're thinking of you're thinking of the Picatinny rails. Yes. Um, 
So those those sorts of rail systems, you know, exist now, and they also have them sort of in Star Citizen because you have you can put on fifteen different manufacturers' scopes onto a, 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 any gun, and they work the same way. So it's a little bit of a overarching explanation, but yeah, having in, having saying that like these they have general attachment points and so a light medium and heavy backpack will have different attachment points to armor uh, and you would have hoped you would have hoped that they would have made all of them have the same attachment points <laughs> yeah so but oh well um all right yeah so and, and our, our chat is already correcting me never 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 say anything <laughs> never say anything about firearms uh, on the internet, uh, if you don't fully understand 100% of it and have done 15 years of research on it, because someone's <laughs> going to tell you, and you don't, you're a moron. And you don't have it right there with you. What do you mean you don't <laughs> understand the Gustav um, uh, rifling system of 1875? What are you, a fucking moron? Everyone knows about, about, about Anton Gustav's um, reverse rifling program. Only idiots. You, you, you never, you've never picked up a gun in your life, have you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's go, let's finish up this discussion with um, uh, the the respawn system. The, the, there's brand new lore for the respawn system. It's called Regen. Um, it is. I'll give you the quick and dirty. I'm doing a full video on it, so it'll it'll a full lore video on it, so it'll come out it probably after sometime after this. All right, but... I'll just cancel that script. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, the quick and dirty is there is a technology that's using Vanduul captured Vanduul tech that allows a person's personality, memories, and bio biological information to be stored. And then another technology that allows someone to be 3D printed out of biological material that matches all of your- Gross sounding. Uh, your biological uh, code, but also will imprint your memories and your personality into that new copy of yourself. Uh, but it only works if you are dead. Um, and it works through some um, quantum entanglement sort of stuff where you're you're always up your memories and your personality are being updated on the copy that you made. Um, so that's, that's essentially the lore behind it. It allows you so that it makes sense that you die and then come back to life and you you still remember everything that happened to you. Um, that's the kind of the explanation behind it. So tomato, your thoughts on this system? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? What do you think? I think it's, I think there are some holes there. I think mm -hmm. there's some, there's, there's a little bit of weirdness going on there, but to be honest, it doesn't, this is like, I love lore. Yeah. Um, I've covered lore on my own channel. We've talked a lot of lore on this show and my show. And overall lore is just like, it, it, it over, it, it finishes the game for me. Really lore is what makes everything kind of have a little bit more importance to me. This is a, really that important to me i'm not gonna lie in terms of lore explaining why we can have permadeath but also need to make it easy so that people don't get screwed by permadeath but also make it all make sense um i i want them to try their hardest in making it make sense mm. but i am also like just move on at some point like get it get it done get it out there i like what this is i do mm -hmm. i like the explanation i think it's good enough 
I think it leaves room for some gameplay mechanics in the future to expand through it. I, I think they they saved himself a lot of work by starting by saying this is technology that was like discovered basically last year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it won't affect Squadron 42 and that kind of stuff. But I do also think that this will this could be used as a a bludgeon sort of this is um this complicates things like this explanation definitely can make gameplay uh or, or give people a reason to call for more complex gameplay from this system and like i, I don't know if i see it getting that complex but yeah. it's cool it's got some holes uh i think they could have done better they didn't it doesn't bug me that much but uh, i i'm looking forward to seeing how it progresses maverick your thoughts on the system um I 100% agree with Beto on this. Um, I love lore. I think they left a lot of open-ended stuff on this. Um, and especially that open, the where people can see that there might be more complexity in this. And I agree that there probably won't be a lot of complexity when it comes to the actual region. Like, they mentioned stuff about managing the traumatic echoes and Mm. stuff like that. I don't see them getting that in-depth with that kind of stuff. I I really don't. If they're going to go as in-depth as they want to for the initial part of the medical system before death, I don't see them putting that much effort into preparations for after death, essentially. Mm. Um... Agreed. It doesn't seem like a place they should really spend that much time expanding into. It it really doesn't because they're putting in all of these implementations to keep players alive Mm -hmm. where there's not going to be, unless you're just a really, really bad pilot, (laughs) you're not going to find yourself in these situations all that much. So you don't really have to worry about it. Now, I do think that they are going to do some stuff with the insurance and that may be changing how effective or defective your regeneration might end up being. Um, mm-hmm. As well as, I don't, I don't see how this fits into being able to respawn on player ships, though, because they've already they've said that you're making an imprint mm-hmm. with a hospital. Are yeah. you going to go and make an imprint on some random player's endeavor? Or are you going to imprint at the hospital? How do they get the information to regen you? So, and then, yeah. Good. That also, I, I, I have one little gripe about their ships. Um, I, I Hot take here, I don't think the Apollo should have access to tier one beds. Um, it, they describe it as a clinic. Mm-hmm. Clinics can't do major surgeries. I no. think it should be limited to the Endeavor and the hospitals, actual yeah. hospitals. I kind of agree, especially since they've seemed to completely have changed respawn requirements. Before, the yeah. tier one bed was the only one you could respawn in. Now it seems pretty mm-hmm. obvious that tier two is the yeah. is the maximum the require the requirement. You can still respawn in a tier one bed, but tier two is not as required so 
Um, I think that actually, when they went back and changed that kind of talked about that, I think that took away a lot of the appeal for the hospital module for the Endeavor. Like, sure, it has capacity that the mm. Apollo doesn't have, but if it, if the Apollo has all the same functions yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think like a lot of things with the Endeavor, it's going to matter when the Endeavor is done. And I don't think yeah. the Endeavor is going to be done for a while. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, don't remind me. Big sad. <laughs> that 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 ship when it comes out um, is going to have a lot of stuff that already exists. So, um, knowing players the way that I know gamers are exist, uh, how, how we how we work, um, you're going to want an endeavor during an org war just because of the number, the sheer amount of bodies that will be dropping in a in a combat situation. So having that kind of mass volume healing ability is going to be important even after during before, during or after an event, because, you know, if you're preparing for a major assault, you're going to have idiots with grenades uh, that will pull those grenades and go, oops. And, uh, uh, oops, all Valkyrie, everyone in the Valkyries now, now got, got, you know, serious trauma we're gonna have to figure out what's gonna go on now yeah everyone get back yep. to the fucking endeavor um that been up yeah uh did, did you just Leroy pull this grenade, the grenades yeah you just pulled it in a grenade no throw it throw it get throw it out the window you know um to be honest yeah. i need to i need to read this again because i've i've not gotten a lot of time to look at the regeneration stuff too much mm-hmm I need to. Uh, I need to definitely get a better time to, and also watch the uh, Star Citizen live from yesterday. I think they talked yeah. more about it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I I I've been because I wrote that that I wrote and recorded that um that episode like audio recorded in the last couple of days. So I I watched that video. I read through the 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 Lord thing like three times to pick mm -hmm. out some of the information. So from what I can gather, what they've said and what they what they've written is more of a framework to explain the new system. And from, in my opinion, cloning was always going to be a problematic problem. It was a problematic issue. It was always going to be an issue. So the only way you could do it is just say, fuck that. We're going full, like, the Crazy force or, yeah. or the, you know, like sleeves and in, in, um, in uh, uh, altered carbon. Altered carbon or the 3D, yep. like, like the, the rapid 3D printing technology of, of, um, of fifth element. We're just going absolute balls to the wall. We're going to throw something that is completely space, you know, tiny, whiny sort yeah. of explanation, which is it's full on sci fantasy. Yeah. And it's, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's because as the, the problem about it is when you do something like that, it has to have a narrative complication. It has to have something in, in narrative to explain why it exists, because otherwise it's just an excuse. An excuse without consequences is kind of bad. Um, and now that, because it's just justifying a respawn system is all it's doing, but mm -hmm. they've justified the respawn system, I think, in a way that is interesting enough by adding the Vanduul being a huge part of that. It's some mysterious technology from the Vanduul, and we don't fully understand how it works. Um, and then they also kind of justified the idea of you being able to be 
you know, woken up and you have like a missing arm or a busted arm and you have to get a replacement. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not just mysterious technology. It also live feeds you all of your experiences back to your, this echo, this, this imprint, these echoes come, come back. So, you know, I can imagine someone is crushed their arm. It's crushed. Their, their arm has been crushed under some falling debris and now they're sitting there bleeding out slowly. Um, and then you're experiencing the, the, your, your life bleeding away from you and then you die and then you're reprinted back right after you've been, you've been killed. I can imagine that's kind of a, not just a traumatic experience in terms of just physical traumatic, but you're, that's kind of mentally taxing. I can imagine. Absolutely. That would be yeah. terrifying. <laughs> we're, would, we're simulating oh PTSD in yes. Star Citizen, right? Yes. How, how... Star can Citizen has become, has become incredibly dark with this, with this respawn mechanic. It is an, like you're coming back yeah. to life. Yes. But you you felt what it was like to die with your head being crushed in. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's intense. It's it's kind of like um, the movie Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's the edge. Or, of, it's Edge of Tomorrow, or yeah. um, you know, like yeah, where you're constantly it's the same day over and over again. Yeah, you're 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 going to like eventually get better at killing things, but it's also like you're experiencing death every single time. And how much yeah. is that going to It's like yeah. there's an episode of uh, of Black Mirror like that where the prisoners have to keep going through this like shaming, this public shaming cycle over and over again in their head. And it's yeah. kind of like like you just have to relive. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. It, it's, um, I mean, it fits you... with, with Star Citizen's lore. lore Star Citizen, I guess like, so, you, yeah. If you look in the lore like... of Star Citizen, it is not a fun place to be. The Star Citizen universe is a dark place. I can't wait for them to start selling that. I yeah. really can't. Yeah. I, I, I like that they have gone, they've taken the dark turn in yeah. their lore. Yeah. I mean, you have to. With with this kind of situation, the way that they, that, to explain everything, you kind of have to build in that un, uh, intentional or unintentional darkness. And I think yeah. that adds more bite to it. And it adds more interesting complications because now suddenly... Like, think about this. Uh, this is something I thought about the second, you know, and I think a lot of people, we discussed it on Thursday in my uh, office hours stream. Think about the complications this would have just on the military alone. Now, instead yeah. of having a soldier who is an asset because you have to train them, you have to get them ready for combat, you have to get them into combat, and they are as valuable as the equipment they're carrying. Now their equipment is more valuable than them because you can just reprint them. They yeah. die. They just come right back. They come right back. Yeah. And it's and death is nice. death is it's a learning experience rather than uh like a like a serious issue. So now, what is it like when your your armor costs more than your life? You know, <laughs> in in combat. Yeah. You know, and, and and what is it like now that you you one hundred percent know how you, you're fully trained and you're able to come right back into the battlefield? We don't know how long the convalescence time or if there's any kind of transition time yet, but. Yeah, Imagine see, this is, you know, that's what I meant. Like, there's so much gameplay implications this could introduce. Imagine the, the later yeah. episodes of, of Squadron or like as yeah. Star Citizen progresses, this is going to have to be involved in in the background of the politics of the Imperator who's being elected. This is mm -hmm. going to have to be in the missions that we're running in the conversations we're having. Like, it's just this is such a big change to lore. Yeah. And it had to. And like, to go ahead. On the contrary of what you were just saying, Paul, um, it makes your soldiers dispensable and disposable now, but lead 
you don't lose soldiers. So no. it then starts making your military more elite. Mm -hmm. The more experience your military, your personnel are starting to gain. Yeah, it's it's Edge of Tomorrow, where a random, you know, major has suddenly become the most elite soldier in the universe because they've just been fighting the same battle for learned, yeah. for over yeah. and over and over and over and over again. So, so you could easily see the UEE Navy becoming a far more superior threat mm -hmm. than and, and being a lot more were. aggressive. They, yeah. they could be a lot more aggressive. Yeah, like, yeah. sending people in willy-nilly. Yeah. Paul, uh, this might be a conversation for a different time, but do you think that they're going to embrace this sort of grim tone that they've settled on? Or do you think that they might try and shy away from it and keep the keep the game looking a little bit more bright and fun to keep new players not feeling, you know, a little, like, <laughs> I depressed? Think, I think Star Citizen will always be a happy, fun time space adventure on the surface. Gross. But I also think that under the surface, when you start shipping away at any of the lore, when you start doing missions, when you start playing the game more often, you'll start realizing that the UE isn't this shining beacon on a hill that you think it is. And you'll start seeing that, like, maybe some of these, these pirates have, have, have a point. And you'll also start seeing that maybe some of these corporations, even, like, the good ones, are still kind of bad. And... Like, like I think the, the writers are doing a good job right now where everything is from the perspective of the UEE and from a citizen. So you're, you're dealing with somebody who's on the top of the society, the absolute top rung of society, in a system that's built for them to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're, that's your experience. The second you start moving, the second we start moving away from the, that experience, so going to Pyro or going to Nyx, we'll start being exposed to the realities of those, those life away from being citizen. We already kind of see that. You look at Lorville. Lorville sucks. Like, yeah. it, no one I wanted to, to suck more. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and Art Corp, while it's a little bit better, it's still kind of shitty. Um, yeah. Like, like and, and as the, the game expands and gets better, I think you, you, you'll have those places where it's like, oh, that's amazing. This is a, an entire planet. That's an entire city. And then you sit there and go, what is it like to actually live in a planet? Yeah, it must city? be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah. So I, I, think, I think if CIG continues to do what they do, they will always have the presenting front in their advertising of this Star Trek-like adventure into the unknown. Sure. But as you play the game and as things come along, you're going to start seeing that it's this empire on the edge of collapse that's run by like corrupt corporations and you know the the people who might have the most morality or the most most on the right side of history are also the people with the least amount of power and the most likely to get squashed so yeah. and the least amount of money so do you as long as it's there for you to encounter and ex yeah. and and like really immerse yourself into while you're playing that's all i need yeah, that's definitely that's. I think that's definitely the the, the future. And I think we'll leave it off on that because we'll we'll move on to the question and answer session. That was a really good conversation. We've got an hour and a half out of something that I didn't think was going to take me an hour and a half. Um, thank you all so much for watching. Make sure you're following Space Tomato. Make sure you check out um, Oberon Interstellar. Did I get it right? Yes. Oberon Interstellar. All right, I got it right. <laughs> um, and. That's the org, right? Yes, the org, yeah. Um, and 
If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on the podcast format, you can watch us live at twitch.tv slash the Astropub. Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. UTC. Um, and uh, if you are watching this live, stick around. We're going to be going on to the questions and answers. Everybody else, that uh, question and answers will be coming right up next. Maybe, maybe, maybe a day difference. Uh, so check that out as well. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.